What is good, guys? Happy Friday, and welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Pod. The grind continues, man. We got a massive slate. I am tired, honestly, today, uh, but we've got to uh, continue to push through. And yeah, I, I, dude, I think every team in the association is playing today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen games. Okay, so only two aren't. Uh, yeah, man, obviously we're going to end up with a ton, probably end up with a ton of plays, but, um, we're going to love every single one of them, man. Let's, let's talk our way through it, get through the plays, get through the leans, all that good shit. I love y'all. And, uh, we don't, we don't have that many more opportunities to do this, man. So, uh, let's do this. Let's do this. First game of the day, the Bulls and the Hornets, the Bulls are 10 point road favorites heading into Charlotte. Um, the Hornets are. In full tank mode, in ab- absolutely full tank mode. They uh, have been missing some of these guys lately. Terry Rozier, out. Uh, Caleb Martin, out. Gordon Hayward, doubtful. Dennis Smith, questionable. Kelly Oubre, questionable. I'd assume that these guys get held out as, as again, um, we're at the end of the year. The Hornets trying to make their pick as good as possible, um, as as well as giving these youngins, you know, uh, as much time to develop and get on-ball reps and, uh, you know, higher usage reps than they w- otherwise would. In the regular season. That being said, despite this clearly being a uh, a team that's you know tanking and doing their best to do everything that we just talked about, they're playing good basketball. Um, they've won their last three games, two of which were the Dallas Mavericks, and then last game in OKC, there was no SGA. Granted, um, but still, that's a that's a big win. And and the formula right now is just defend and uh, defend at a high level and and hope that the offense comes right. Now, I don't think uh, I think it's an important distinction that in those Mavs games they had Gordon Hayward, um, you know they had Dennis Smith Jr. Um, and that they didn't in OKC, but that OKC game that it just kind of showcases you know what can happen when a team gets hot. I would not count on this team you know putting up one thirty four again. Um, it's a team that really you know Teo Maladon's their number one creator. P.J. Washington's their number one offense uh, of weapon. And, you know, there's not a lot there offensively. But they play really, really hard. And they're they're playing connected, good basketball and, and generally getting the most out of this group. That being said, even if you get the most out of this group, the Bulls should still win this game. Uh, absolutely should still win this game. Um, and they, and they, they're not necessarily struggling. But, um, you know, coming off of two straight L's, uh, in LA and then uh, against LA at home, so they should bounce back and get a dub tonight. That being said, I'm no no chance I'm laying the ten, um, but but I'm also not going to come in on Charlotte because again, with a bad with a young team like this, all it takes is for it not to be there one night, and then it can get ugly real quick. So staying off the spread, I will say PJ Washington over nineteen and a half points again is is something I definitely l- would look at. Uh, obviously, the the offense got free last game, and that helped. But I mean, he's the number one option. He's gonna take the most shots, um, and it's just a, a matter of you know the Hornets having an offense that is relatively you know effective. It doesn't have to be amazingly effective, but I mean, he should get close to twenty shots tonight um, if all things go well. But but it's also one of those things, right? If if things don't click and the Hornets are out of this early. You know, PJ, and they're down 30. PJ's not going to play in the fourth, I, I doubt, right? So uh, we'll see. I think today with how much is on the board, I probably won't. But 
it's definitely something to consider, right? It's we were on him on him last game, 19 and a half. He scored like high 30s or whatever. Um, and it's essentially the same thing, except they're just at home, right? So there's more of a blowout potential for sure. But I mean, last game, that game, they were a nine point dog too. So, uh, and they've won three games outright. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, all right, next game, Magic and Wizards. No real uh, lean either way here on the spread. Um, I actually have the Magic as a better team here. The Magic still feel, even though the Magic have a worse record than the Wizards, it still feels like they're kind of playing for something. Um, and there's a little bit of a different construction here where the Wizards are more constructed to win now and the ship has kind of sailed. And obviously, Beal and Kuz are sitting. But the, the, the guys that are there still are are solid. Whereas the Magic, it's more like, yeah, we're out of it, but all everyone in this rotation, everyone playing heavy minutes is a part of the future, right? So we're still building. Whereas the Wizards, yes, they're they're obviously, you know, they still have some young players and they're building, but it's like we're out of this. Uh, but they still play hard. So spread wise, I got nothing on this. I will say Markel Fultz, um, PRA over twenty three and a half, I believe, is what I grabbed. Um, let me let me just pull it up so you guys have it. Stats versus Wizards. Markel Fultz eats against the Washington Wizards, uh, specifically more so in Washington. So um, we'll, we'll take, a, I mean, even early on, right, in 2019 with the Magic, before he tore his ACL, he had 23-6 and six in 31 minutes there. He had 16-4-8 in 22 minutes there. He had 21-4-7 in 2020. And he had 26, 2 and 2 in 2020. Then he had 19, 3 and 7 in 2022. Uh, and then his last game there, he had 23, 5 and 8. So I love it, man. I sprinkled a, I, I sprinkled a little bit of a ladder uh, on his PRA, but over 23 and a half should be an absolute lock. Uh, I almost went two units on it. I'm not going to get too carried away, but uh, this is, there's a couple, like obviously, you know, we're always looking for an edge, so I'll play plenty of revenge narratives or hometown narratives. This is absolutely one of my favorite ones. He just almost always seems to get it done there. So uh, I, I think he has. I think he's gone over in every single game in Washington. So, um, yeah, easy call. I'm right in that. Next game, Thunder and Pacers. Don't want to spend a lot of time on this. Um, you don't know whether Miles Turner is going to play. I, I doubt he suits up. This Pacers team's not bad. Um, OKC, obviously, with a lot more to play for. They're getting seven on the road. Like, again, I do feel like in general, the this team needs to win this game narrative is overhyped um, because these got teams are full of professionals and players don't tank front offices and coaching staffs uh, do. So um, and this Pacers team is not bad. Like, yes, they're not nearly as good as they will, are when they have Tyrese and Miles Turner, but they compete. They play hard and there's some talent there. I'll, I'll pass on this one. Uh, next game, Raptors and Sixers. I took the Sixers minus the five and a half. It's down to five, uh, and I think the the reason um, is Tobias Harris is questionable. I still like this minus the five and a half, even if Tobias doesn't end up suiting up. Uh, the Raptors are a solid team, and they played a lot better post-All-Star break since getting Jakob Pertl, but I still think there's a class difference between these two. Um, you look at the Sixers, man. They've been one of the best teams ATS at home all year long. They've been really good in the month of March. They did lose three in a row and four out of five. Um, but, again, that Golden State one is in Golden State. The Phoenix one was a back-to-back, uh, and the Denver one was out with without James Harden and Joel Embiid. And, honestly, uh, James Harden missed all three of those other games too. So, um, 
not sweating it too much. They've had a day off, just beat Dallas at home. Toronto's good, man. They are. They're not a bad team at all, but I don't think they're elite. Um, and I think, right, you look and they've won six out of their last eight. Every single one of those wins was at home, right? Every single one of those wins. This is not the same team at home as it is on the road. And you look, even early March, right, they've kind of, they started off losing four out of five and at the start of March and then have won six of eight. Again, all six of those wins at home and all four of those L's at the start of March on the road. They lost on the road to Washington uh, by 11. They lost on the road at Denver by five. They lost on the road in L.A. against the Clippers by eight and on the road again in L.A. to the Lakers. Sixers team is miles better than every single one of those teams that they lost to on the road. Philly still fighting for positioning in, in the seating. James Harden, good to go. Joel Embiid, good to go. Uh, this is a game that I think they win. And the beautiful thing is you don't have to panic with this team. I could absolutely see the Sixers team down at half, down in the third. Eventually they will come. They will go on a run, and you better hope you can stop it. Um, but to me, Philly, again, great ATS at home. Toronto hasn't really been on the road lately. A lot of their success has been at, at home, and it's different going on the road. So, that's where I'm at. Next game, Cavs and Knicks. Um, Jared Allen, I believe, is doubtful. Isaac Okoro is out. So this, the Cavs are a little bit shorthanded. They're still getting a half point of strength here. Um, and I get it. I do. I, I, I think this is a very uh, fair line. Uh, Julius Randle is out, but the Knicks have plenty of guys that can step up in his absence. Uh, Jalen Brunson is still there. RJ Barrett can step up. Josh Hart can step up. IQ will step up. They still have a good defensive infra infrastructure. So uh, I, this game is a complete toss-up to me. I, I want no part of this. I'm going to lay off this one. All right, the Hawks and the Nets. Um, I don't really know how to feel anymore about this Nets team, man. They're a feel-good team, um, and they've they've but they've just been really rocky since the trade, right? It, it was really bad uh, right after the KD Kyrie trades, and I, you know, you get it, right? This is a team that had been built around those two all year long, all off season long, and then boom, they're just gone. Um, and it takes a little bit to kind of adjust to that and, and figure out, you know, what you want to do to best optimize the new group. And then it seemed like they had figured it out how to do it. Uh, they had one at one point one, you know, um, five out of six. And then it just went right back to it. Right. Right. Absolutely. Right back to kind of the struggle. And granted, there were some good teams in there, uh, but they lost five in a row. They beat Miami. Then they lost Orlando, got right uh, against the Houston Rockets. Uh, but still you know, have lost overall two out of their last or sorry, have won two out of the last eight with the only wins coming against the Houston Rockets and the Miami Heat, which was a, a good win. Um, meanwhile, Atlanta, that's a, this is another team that like it is hard for me to really grasp because they're so they're so average. They're so average. And so it's really hard. Sometimes you get the higher end outcome and they look good. And then sometimes you get the lower outcome and they look really bad are not necessarily really bad, but just so meh, you know? And, and you look, they've they've just rotated since March 17th. They won against the Warriors at home, went to San Antonio, and lost. They beat the Pistons at home, went to Minnesota, and lost. They beat the Pacers at home, then they lost to the Memphis next game, and then they beat the Cavs by two. So it's just a, a tough team to read. I would not be surprised at all if Brooklyn's able to win tonight. Um, I would probably lean Brooklyn in this case. I, I don't think I'm at the point with Atlanta yet where I'm like, all right, they're going on the road as favorites against a decent team. Again, the Nets 
have their issues. They're not elite by any means, but they're still a decent team. They're a team that you have to generally play good basketball if you want to go into their house and beat them. So is Atlanta capable of doing that? Yeah, absolutely they are. But would I bet on them doing that? No. At the same time, Brooklyn's been pretty meh. I, I do think I would lean Brooklyn here. I think four and a half between these two teams is a little bit too much. I'd probably have this closer to two and a half. Um, and I think Brooklyn does probably win this game, but I don't think it's going to be enough for me to jump on it at this point. Next con- uh, next game, Jazz and, and Celtics. Celtics 10-point home favorites today, and the reason they are only 10-point home favorites uh, is because a buttload of guys are on the injury report. You got Jalen Brown questionable, Al Horford questionable, Peyton Pritchard questionable, Jason Tatum questionable, Robert Williams doubtful. We've seen it, right? Like this team, no matter who they trot out there, has a good system in place. Um, and, and guys just step up, right? So I, I still believe Boston can win this game. Um, that being said, you know, Utah, you, you, we've talked about it. Utah uh, are kind of like a better version of the Hornets at this point where it's like they're clearly tanking in terms of, you know, the guys that they're playing and the rotation. Uh, but because they're well coached, usually it's not a terrible product. And that's kind of what you're seeing with the with the Utah Jazz right now. Um Bonus extra points is is Will Hardy comes from the Boston Celtics staff. I believe this is his first game returning back to Boston. Uh, But at the same time, Utah did beat Boston last time they played, and it wasn't all that long ago. So technically, it's a revenge game. At the same time, I don't think Boston's sitting here like, oh, we got to get our revenge on this Utah Jazz team, you know? Uh, So there's a lot of factors on both sides. It it is kind of a weird sandwich spot. It's a back-to-back for Boston. Um, I think they have a big game coming up next against against Philly or someone um so i'll lay off this i got nothing uh for me on this spread i will say kelly olenic with no uh no larry markton is money uh they don't have spreads or props up for this game yet but absolutely would look that way and again ladder on the assist can make you rich he's a threat to go for 10 assists any given night and his his assists are generally around four and a half so uh pra again he's been smashing it it's generally been around 26 and a half I don't hate that. He's also, uh, you know, playing his former team, uh, but we'll see. We'll see as this, as we get deeper or later and later into the season, I know we're obviously very late already, but as we get into these last couple games, there does become the risk. Uh, I mean, we talked about it even for a PJ Washington, but like even more so for a Kelly Olenek where you're like, all right, what like Kelly obviously is good. And he's, you know, our best player at this point and most veteran player, but like, what is the point in really playing him? other than like uplifting other guys and, and, you know, helping the system, but like, you're not going to run Kelly Olenek 35 minutes. So that, that is the devil's advocate to it, but he does produce at a ridiculous uh, per minute rate when he's in there. And there's no, uh, none of these other guys, right? There's no Clarkson. There's no Sexton. There's no Laurie. He is kind of the de facto creator alongside THC scores a lot, rebounds a lot. I'd look his way. You just got to hope that there's no funny business and that he's not randomly playing 20 game, 20 minutes, which he absolutely could. All right, next game. Big game, really fun game. Lakers and Timberwolves. I took the Timberwolves uh, minus one. Now. They're now plus one. I would assume this is all just correlated to LeBron's status um, and them getting a tip that he is more probable than questionable. Uh, I, regardless, I, I still like this Timberwolves team. I think the Lakers... Um, yeah, I, I I I can see why some would say they're better, but I still think one you're working Braun back, um, right? He's played two games. One they got smacked up at home by Chicago, and then they did go into Chicago and beat them the very next night. Um, 
but it does <clears throat> it does like I don't know. I'm not fully sold that like this Lakers team is just elite right now. Um, and I really do. It's but it's not even this. Me liking Minnesota today is not even really a fade of the Lakers. It's more so a backing of this Timberwolves team. I, I really believe in this Timberwolves team. I really believe in Chris Finch. Um, and, and you've got guys out there who just understand how to play with a, a coach who puts them in positions to succeed with good pieces. Mike Conley, Ant Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert. Kyle Anderson. It's just a good team. I really enjoy them. So I think at home in a really big game after an L where this is already like every game, Coach Finch said it, like every game is a play into us. I think they come out <clears throat> and I think they want a close one against LA today. I really do. <clears throat> Obviously, I would prefer to have the plus one to the minus one. Um, but I, I, I like this bet a lot. And I, and I took Minnesota minus the one today. I think they, they, they get it done today. Um, I think if any, I, I honestly would have these teams power rated very, very similarly. And honestly, you can call me crazy. I, I wouldn't, I don't think it's that crazy to say you could have the Timberwolves as a point better or so. I still think Braun is obviously Braun and he's very good and, you know, he's LeBron. But I do think there's still a, a feeling out process to him coming back. And, um, I don't know. I don't think I can get to, to the Lakers being four points better than Minnesota in this spot for Minnesota where you get peak motivation off of a loss and in the thick of a very, very important uh, playoff race. So Minnesota's the way I'd go. Already locked it in, minus the one. I'd obviously take them plus the one. And I'm not scared off because, again, that line movement is directly correlated to Braun ultimately playing today, which I think he will. Uh, Pistons-Rockets, no fucking chance on playing this six and a half. These are the games where you see it actually like – it's just it, you get Pistons, Spurs, Spurs, Rockets, Rockets. Like it's there's no, 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 thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you. Next game, Clippers and the Grizzlies. Clippers just beat the Grizzlies uh, a night ago in a fun game without Kawhi Leonard, but the Grizzlies were missing a huge chunk of their rotation. No Tyus Jones, no Jaron Jackson, no Desmond Bain, um, no John Conchar, obviously no Stephen Adams. All the boys should be back and good to go for them tonight. I believe the only guy out is Steven Adams and Zaire Williams. On the Clippers side, obviously Paul George and Marcus Morris are out. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is questionable, but I believe he was present at shoot-around, so I think he'll play. I like the Grizzlies today. Um, this is a team that's been money, nails, whatever you want to call it. They've been so good at the crib, ATS, and obviously straight up all year long. You're coming off of a loss. You get a direct revenge spot in a – uh, to a team without PG, you look at them at home, Golden State, tw uh, 14 point win. Dallas, only a four point one, but that was a sneaky game. Um, Houston, they rolled. Orlando, they won. I, I don't know. I, I think one, I'll wait because I think once Kawhi is officially ruled in, this comes down to five, maybe four and a half. Uh, but I think the direct, direct revenge on top of just being already a better team than this team without uh, Paul George. And the Clippers are playing well. Um, but I think this Memphis team is a decent bit better, two to three points. Then you get the direct revenge um, on top of that. I like the Grizzlies, but it's sitting at five and a half here. And I want to wait because I do think Kawhi plays. And once Kawhi plays, this line has to come down at least a little bit. I think this is baked in at like Kawhi having a 75% chance of playing. Um, and then it'll come down maybe a half point or a point 
once he gets officially ruled in. Next game, Blazers and Kings. We're on the Kings last time, minus the 14. They covered with ease. Um, <clears throat> that's the only way I'd go again is, is back to the Kings. That being said, they did clinch the playoffs. And they're one of these teams right now that's kind of like, it's not that they have nothing to play for, um, but it's like they're kind of locked into three. They're, they're probably not jumping the Grizzlies and getting the two. They're not falling to four. Um, so they're just kind of locked in. And, and I think some complacency, especially directly after clinching, can take over. You're coming to a game that you know you can sleepwalk and win. Uh, it was different last game because right a, one, a win clinched them uh, the, the playoff berth, and they were off of two straight losses. So you had the motivation you needed to go get that minus 14 cover. I still think they could sleepwalk and cover this, but I don't think it's enough for me to get to uh, as a 14-point road favorite, you know? Uh, I think when you're betting a 14-point road favorite, you need some ex- you know, outside motivational things. You can't just go into it straight, and it's you know a, quote, revenge game. Obviously, the Blazers aren't you know good, but yeah, I'll stay off this game. Next game, Spurs and Warriors. Uh, Spursy's getting uh, 18. Uh, Keldon Johnson questionable, Vassell questionable. Yeah, you, you don't really know. You can't bet this until you know because obviously if, if Vassell and Keldon suit up, 18 is too much. Regardless, the Warriors should smack the Spurs tonight. Um, I get why it's at 18. If I had to play it, I would play 18. I think ultimately Keldon and Vassell sit. So I wouldn't be surprised if this gets up to 19 or 20. Warriors should roll tonight, uh, but I'm not betting this large of a spread. No chance, no way. Last game, Suns and Nuggets. Everyone good to go for the Suns. We may come back on book. Uh, I'm telling you, man. <clears throat> Just so much more space to attack and be him uh, when he is out there with KD. Let me see. I'd assume it's about right where it's been. Um, yeah, 27 and a half points where it was last night or two nights ago. Uh, that, that would be the one thing I'd play in this game. Um, I don't, I actually don't mind KD either. Um, KD had his uh, very bad shooting night by his standards, by honestly anyone's standard, standards. Started 0 for 6 for like the first time in his career. Uh, he's not going to play his full minutes, but I, I'd assume he's back closer to who he really is. 23 and a half points is a decent look as well. Uh, in terms of the spread, Jamal Murray is probably not going to play uh, back-to-back for for the Nuggets. They are going to be, you know, ultra-cautious with this team. Nikola Jokic sat last night. I wouldn't be surprised if he sits tonight too. Um, Mike Malone said, hey, if he's not 100%, we're not going to play him. There's just no point. And I get it. I agree. So uh, didn't play last night. Wasn't 100% last night. So who knows what that means for today. I easily could see them punting this game. Uh, they're basically still locked into one. It's very, very unlikely that the Grizzlies catch him. KCB also questionable. Meanwhile, Phoenix, this is a big game, right? You want to finish as high as you can, be that four seed to to give you a first round home home court advantage. Um, that's why it's at ten, right? That's why it's at ten. Jamal not playing back to back for the Nuggets. Uh, Yoke probably in my eyes not playing as well. But I like the book. Million leans today, guys. I also forgot we're riding Danny Edvi. I got so into Markel Fultz. I forgot Denny Avia. If you guys know, if you followed at all, uh, we love, we love what he's doing. He's getting better, more and more usage as the games go on. And unlike PJ Washington, unlike some of these other guys, like they want Denny to get these on ball reps. And honestly, PJ might deep PJ is younger than Kelly. So it is a slightly different situation, but all that to be said, Denny's role is just steadily increasing 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 i took over 27 and a half pra 
a little bit juiced up, but should get there. Should get there today. So for me, what I have locked in is Markel PRA, Denny PRA. We have Philly minus the five. Uh, we have the Timberwolves minus the one. Uh, and then leans all over the place. I would honestly lean Brooklyn. I, I think they're a decent look. You want to go money line at even odds or plus the one and a half. Uh, I lean Kelly Olenek. I, I probably ultimately am going to stay off just because some funny business can always go on. And if this is a 25-point game in the third quarter, there's no way he's touching the court again. Um, I lean Memphis today at home in a re- direct revenge spot where everyone's back. I lean Devin Booker uh, over points. Um, and yeah, it's just going to come down to, to narrowing down these last couple plays, but don't, uh, don't obviously don't want to play anything that we don't absolutely love, but there is a lot to love today, a million games, uh, and a bunch of opportunities to make some money. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, have a wonderful weekend. I love you guys and, and we'll talk soon. I don't know about tomorrow cause I hoop early in the morning, but, uh, we'll figure something out and we'll, we'll definitely be on here soon. Love you guys. Peace.